Remember Harry Potter, remember Hogwarts, remember all those houses into which we all are sorted. Harry and Draco, Hermione and Ron, Dumbledore and Snape, Hagrid and McGonagall, we're gonna remember. Hey there, and welcome to Remember Harry Potter, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Harry Potter series. On Remember Harry Potter, we talk about all things openly, especially the relationships and everything that goes along with them. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can. So if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we We are are not spoiler free. (laughs) Hello, hello. Hi, everybody. Uh, My name is Marin. My name is Emily. And we are Remember Remember Harry Potter. Potter. Yay. Emily, I just remembered we do a Harry Potter podcast. It's so good. It's so good. It's so funny. Ugh, just I FYI, I, I think it. it's funny. Good, because I do too. On this week's episode, we are talking about George, the the pair from last week, circling back around. Uh, we're again, of course, on harrypotter.fandom.com, and we're hoping that this article is different than Fred's. I know. I I will be disappointed if they just copied and pasted. <laughs> uh, okay, it seems to be the same, but slightly different. All right, well, let's think of the differences, and then we'll... we'll... Yeah. Talk about him. George, George, like Fred, was born on the 1st of April, 17... <laughs> 1789. It was in my mouth. No. Oh. <laughs> A spirit. <laughs> George Weasley was appropriately born on the 1st of April, 1978, on April Fool's Day, just like Fred. They cause pranks. It's funny. Cute. Uh, George was born second. Uh, they live in the borough. Uh, they have some older siblings. They have some younger siblings. And although their family is poor, they were loving and happy. Uh, let's see. Does it say the same thing? Uh, they were troublemakers. They No, they did a bunch of mean pranks on people. They didn't. Here's the thing. They didn't have a grown up who sat them down and had a conversation about why we don't do pranks. Mm hmm. That's the problem. Yeah. Molly was too busy. She was too busy just yelling she... things at people. <laughs> she spends a lot of time yelling at her kids. Uh-huh. She's busy. She's very They're busy. They're constantly asking her for food. I get it. Mm-hmm. It's constant. Mm-hmm. You guys don't mm-hmm. understand. <laughs> they never stop asking for food. Anyway, they're mean to Ron. Really <laughs> mean to Ron. Poor Ron. Uh, let's see. He was educated at Hogwarts, sorted into Gryffindor. Uh, they had some good friends, and they were well known for their sense of humor. Uh, they stole the Marauders map, which helped them to get into trouble. And George also started playing Quidditch as a beater in his second year for Gryffindor. 
Um, uh, they also got good grades in school. So let's see. It is a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. But what are your general general thoughts on the difference between George and Fred? We kind of talked about this last week, but I think it's worth getting into now that we've kind of like given the overview of who each of them are. Yeah. Um, and we talked about how Fred is like a lot of the time the first person to say something. And then George hops on real fast to say also something funny Mm -hmm. which like to me I love that because it's like you know Fred is gonna come in as your straight guy you're like you're smart you're your first guy and then George is gonna up it so Mm -hmm. every time George is like okay that was funny I'm just gonna squeeze in my joke which might be a little funnier Mm -hmm. might make you laugh a little more might get more attention yeah I definitely like after I did my reread and separated the two I could understand why everyone preferred Fred he's he's more prominent like he lives leaves a bigger impression on you but personally I think I would feel more comfortable around just George like he does take that extra second to think about things before he has to speak because Fred's busy doing things so I think he's just a little bit more aware and a little bit more I don't know I just get like a like a better vibe from him (laughs) like I would feel safer with George than I would with Fred sure Fred's the instigator yeah always Mm -hmm. and George goes along with it because he worships Fred Mm -hmm. but not because he's the one coming up with the ideas Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah I'm I'm very interested for this next read through because we can very much separate the two of them from each other but I always just got like a calmer vibe from George, which is what I like. Yeah, I am interested in um, really seeing where that comes out. Um, and I I don't want to, like, just talk about the future, but it really, it's, it's interesting when you think about twins, um, how there always is, like, a dominant twin and then a quiet twin or, like, a funny twin and then a, you know, calmer twin. <laughs> but it's like you see when Fred dies that George is just kind of like it just kind of keeps living this life but it's never you know it's never going to be the same mm-hmm. it's never going to be as full without his brother yeah poor freaking George I wish I didn't know I wish I still didn't know yeah that Fred dies uh spoiler alert Fred dies look at his look at his uh, handwriting. It's terrible. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> I read this so wrong. What? I read this as a porn banker. <laughs> it says a born prankster. <laughs> Would you rather hang out with a porn banker or a born prankster? I don't, neither, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to be real honest. Don't like being pranked. Don't want to have to deal with that porn drama. Yeah, I mean, like a porn banker just seems like boring. A guy that is gross. <laughs> a little John List. A little, sh- a little bit of shade. I don't know. Cool, cool. <laughs> we'll be cutting that part out. I. <laughs> <laughs> I just here's the thing. A lot of this stuff on this website puts them as one person. It doesn't give them, like, two different personalities. Yeah. 
Um, let's see. I skipped ahead a little bit past the timeline and we get a little bit more like personal stuff on here. So under personality and traits, it says that George was a quieter, gentler of the twins. George's sense of humor was not harsh, and he was inclined to make fun of himself on occasion as well, Mm. even when he was injured and lost an ear. (laughs) He also appeared to be slightly more moral as he was against blackmailing Ludo Bagman when the former Quidditch player defaulted on a bet at the Quidditch World Cup. However, he still displayed a slight vindictive streak when it came to dealing with people he loathed. For example, he and his brother Fred had absolutely no compunction in forcing Graham Montague into a vanishing cabinet, (laughs) an act which nearly killed him, according to Draco Malfoy. Oh, yeah. Listen, I don't believe Draco in that. (laughs) When Draco Malfoy insulted his parents and Harry's mother due to his team losing the Quidditch match, match both he and harry gave him a severe beating and was not at all remorseful of doing it (laughs) i don't remember that at all (laughs) so funny uh george's prankster nature was enjoyed by nearly everyone in his family aside from his brother percy and his mother who both considered jokes to be immature and childish however his pranks targeted at percy were usually good-natured and the only thing that got hurt was Percy's pride. Aww. He and Fred particularly enjoyed teasing Percy and their younger brother Ron while they were especially close to their gen- to their <laughs> to their sister Ginny, who was similar to them in tepper- temperament. Wow. <laughs> However, they were protective of their siblings and eventually extended this familial protectiveness towards Ron's friends Harry and Hermione, who later became their in-laws. Oh Spoilers. no. Both he and Fred were renowned for their senses of humor. They were able to make people laugh and relax, even in very trying times. Neither George nor Fred took school very seriously, but they were both very talented wizards and demonstrated their ingenuity um, sorry, in their inventions and their business sense in re- running a highly lucrative shop. They were also staunchly loyal to their loved ones and very brave, as evidenced by their being sorted into Gryffindor and unafraid to stand up against what they thought was wrong, whether it was Dolores Umbridge's tyranny at Hogwarts or Death Eaters. Excellent. Cute. Ooh, should we do this? Yeah, go for it. All right. So then it talks about their magical, his magical abilities and skills. Um, so here's a quote from George. He says, E for exceeds expectations. And I've always thought Fred and I should have got an E in everything because we exceeded expectations just by turning up for the exams. <laughs> <laughs> Although not a high achiever academically, George was a very clever, talented, and creative wizard. In fact, he and Fred once attempted before being of age to go to Hogwarts to cast an advanced spell like the unbreakable vow with their younger sibling, Ron. And would have succeeded if their father had not discovered the attempt. Harry Potter once expressed bewilderment as to how he and Fred received only three OWLs each, remarking that they really know their stuff. When the twins turned 17, they were able to use magic outside of Hogwarts and took full advantage of this. They did everything by magic and frequently operated around 12 Grimald Place and the Burrow, much to their mother's irritation. Oh, man, cute. Oliver Wood calls them unbeatable beaters. Um, George was a highly talented beater um, since his second year. Harry Potter thought they they flew like two human bludgers. Uh, George was an excellent flyer with highly precise aim. After the twins left Hogwarts, Harry lamented that he was 
never able to find replacements as talented as they were for the team. Aww. That's really sweet. Really cute. So. Okay, so we we got an owl post. An owl just came and plopped this post right onto my my toast in the morning. I was just minding my own business. So this is just a shorty little from Des because we had talked about uh, <laughs> Fred and George having chocolate frog cards in the future because people who fought in the war probably got cards and stuff. And she titles this Gred and Forge Chocolate Frog Cards. She goes, hi, I just wanted to pop in real quick about the huge contribution Fred George and Lee Jordan made to the Wizarding War. They ran the secret underground radio spreading the real news absolutely chocolate frog worthy and then she goes i'm working on binging the rest of the episodes i sure will have more to say thanks for all you do you make eight hours at work feel worthwhile does thank you for writing and i'm sorry that you have to work for eight hours a day yeah. but i'm glad you have us with you yeah while we're doing it yeah and very good point about the potter watch they definitely should get recognition for that all right we have another owl post um, and this one is not about George or Fred. This goes back to one of our favorite subjects. <laughs> <laughs> Severus Snape. Do you want to read it or do you want me to? You can. Okay, this is from Bridget. And she says a little bit of Snape thoughts. Hi, Mary and Emily. My name is Bridget. Um, just some HP background info on me. I'm a Gryffindor, though I also identify, identify strongly with Slytherin. My two favorite Harry Potter characters are Luna Lovegood and Ginny Weasley. During quarantine, I decided to reread the Harry Potter series and have developed a slight obsession with podcasts, and in particular, Harry Potter podcasts. My favorite HP podcast is Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. Yeah, I love it. And I've been listening to yours since it came out and enjoying it. Well, thank you. Thank you for making it. The world is a stressful place right now, and Harry Potter books slash podcasts are my happy place. Me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start off by saying I don't like Snape, and I do not see him as a redeemable character in any light. Oh, well, hello. Hello, Bridget. Welcome. <laughs> Happy to have you here. <laughs> However, I often think about Snape and all his complexities, and I love contemplating his character even if I do not like him. As we know, Snape is a double agent and has to actively perform occlumency to conceal his secret loyalty to Dumbledore. This is something that scares me the most about the wizarding world, the fact that your thoughts are never safe. Therefore, on some level, I sympathize with Snape in that he is constantly having to conceal his thoughts from people. And as we see when Harry gets to see some of his memories when he is caught off guard in book five, it seems as though you have to be prepared to perform sufficient occlumency. So he must have to be on guard whenever he is with Voldemort, who is established as one of the best occlumencers. This must be extremely draining and stressful. This is never said, but I imagine that emotions can make it harder to conceal them, uh, memories with them, and thoughts about them from other people, since that would mean blocking them out. I wonder if Snape on some level is so dismissive and mean to Harry because he truly does want to feel love toward him, but has to always be fighting himself and these emotions in order not to show them so he could con conceal it. Perhaps he covers his emotions through being mean to Harry. Oh my gosh. Wow. Bridget, I've, how holy dare you? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And then she goes, whoa, just as I was reading that, writing that, another thought popped into my head. Maybe he feels deeply for Harry. I don't want to cry about Snape. <laughs> but 
and is therefore unable to conceal memories of Harry from Voldemort, and because of this he is mean to Harry, so whenever Voldemort does look into his thoughts, he only sees the base level of hatred towards Harry and his friends. These could both be possible reasons. He could show no love towards Harry until when he knows he is going to die. I also think it's important to acknowledge that the war against Voldemort probably could have been won without Snape, his knowledge of dark magic and willingness to spy. And though this does not make him a better person, I do think he is an important asset to the cause. However, I will never forgive Snape for shaming Hermione about her appearance, her front teeth in book three, four, I can't remember which one, and for telling Harry, a boy who had never had the opportunity to get to know his parents, that he hated his father. Damn, mm-hmm. Bridget, mm-hmm. you got to be on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you can take over now. So good. Additional Harry Potter thoughts. I love this. <laughs> Do witches and wizards have alarm clocks or can utilize their wands to make them wake up them up when they need to be woken up? I'm guessing they have alarm clocks since there are clocks in their world, like the Weasley clock. <laughs> can you imagine just like you you tell your wand, wake me up at six o'clock. And then you lay it down, and then it, in the, at six o'clock it like wakes up and starts hitting you on the face. Hey Alexa. <laughs> or does it Set just alarm. like <laughs> it starts beeping? Tuck it behind your ear. <laughs> you put it under your pillow, or does like... it just like it buzzes, yeah. or it started like sprays a little like shock oh. at you. Maybe you can customize it. I'd like, if mine was under my pillow, I'd like to start with a vibration and then just gradually glow. And then once it reaches, it's like full glowing. If it could just like come out and start like doing That's a little so song See, you and then make it much... smell like coffee. Yeah. Your morning routine feels nicer than mine. <laughs> mine is just like a spark hitting you in the face to wake you just up. Just electrify me a little. And then she says, my dream is for there to be a Harry Potter TV series, since I feel the movies do very little justice to the depths and magnificence of the books. My number one problem with the movies is that Ginny's character is not developed at all. Ginny is such a badass and admirable and loving characters in the books, and I hate that it is left out of the movie. Me too. Thank you for being you, Bridget. P.S. I have many more thoughts on other Harry Potter things, so more emails may be coming soon. Okay. Listen, Bridget, that was (laughs) one of the best emails I've ever read from a listener, and we've had a lot of really amazing ones. So keep going with what you're doing. Keep writing to us. This is really, really um, so thoughtful. Mm -hmm. I've never thought to myself that maybe he just cannot, like, physically can not show love toward Harry. Yeah. Because Voldemort will sense it. Yeah. That breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. That, ooh. I hate it. I hate feeling this way about Snape, but I've never thought that way before. Mm-hmm. So Bridget, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Yeah. I agree with everything you said. Oh, that so is, well written too. That is a big thing to consider with Snape, but I love that you also agree that he there are more terrible things that he does than just be mean to harry so but then it's like the same question of like does he just feel like he has to be mean to these kids so that voldemort doesn't find out that he is actually a good guy oh i am conflicted (laughs) it is a big conflict inside of me 
I guess we'll probably have to wait to see if we can pick up on any clues about this yep. as oh, Harry's I, getting his I guarantee I'll be thinking about this. And especially while Harry's trying to learn. Ugh. Ooh. Okay, I'm excited. Thank you for bringing that up. I never, ever thought about that before. Yep, and please write to us more. Yeah. Also, all the rest of y'all write to us. Everybody. Please. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, well, we'll see you guys next week. Mm-hmm. And let's create something magical together. Bye. Bye. You've been remembering Harry Potter with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Harry Potter Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus video, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at RememberHarryPotterPodcast at gmail.com. Send us a voice message on Anchor or leave a review on iTunes. Yes, please leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. 